you are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of this podcast, the podcast you love to hate and hate to love. We are here for your magical. I'm not even to say what day it is because it doesn't matter what day you're coming. <laughs> None of this here. matters None anymore. This matters. Um, we're coming here from the you know uh, sub basement D. Yes, up in the yeah. the fine uh, great state of Canada. Southern Canada. Southern Canada. Yes. You know the the annexed version <laughs> of Southern Canada. In the uh, in the midst of the cheese curtain. The cheese curtain, the by uh, I don't know what that means. The cheese curtain. Uh, I mean, we're we're right on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. Yes, this is true. So this we're we're right on the edge where the the cheese has to, uh, you know, form a form a curtain. You know that. Wait, wait. Do, is it the cheese curtain or the cheese curtain? Ooh, that's a that's that's an uh, existential question that I'm not prepared for today. Are you curtain for hurting for hurting no, for a curtain? No, we're, not, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing right to start us off. Well, my friends, we are here with our 57th episode. We've made it to 57. This is our Eric Bedard 2002 Orioles episode. <laughs> it is, because there's not a lot of 57s out right. there. Well, yeah. I should say, there, there are like 22 that wore 57 last year, but they're not notable enough. And uh, not that Eric Bedard is necessarily notable, but hey, we'll take it. You no, know, you know what I'm doing? I'm calling it an audible. It's our Heinz 57 episode. <laughs> we're not sponsored by the ketchup fans, the manufacturers, but it's got to work that way, right? Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. so it's... Well, well, let's just give them co-credit. Let's let's uh, we'll we'll give it to Heinz Fifty Seven and Eric Bedard. Right. It's we'll call it, it it's the cats up episode, <laughs> not catch up. Cats up. Yeah, like Eric Bedard only wore Fifty Seven for one season too, so it's uh yeah we'll, we'll give Heinz uh, has worn it its entire yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. So let's give seventy percent credit to Heinz Fifty Seven and thirty percent to Eric Bedard. Okay, I like that. Okay. I like that. Media Steve, adjourned. So media, we're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for it. <laughs> Steve, tell us what we're drinking today. Yeah, we are enjoying a wonderful uh, beverage called uh, um, Bourbon. It's this version of it because, God, it's a mouthful. Uh, so it's from Pollyanna Brewing Company. It's the Bourbon Barrel Aged Toasted Marshmallow Fun Size Milk Stout. Um, so, yes, it's, it's a long, long name, but uh, it's, a, it's essentially just a, a barrel aged milk stout. Um, their goal here with this beer is to uh, basically make a candy bar out of a beer um, or, a, or a beer out of a candy bar. So one, it's a fun size, though, right? It is. And it is in a fun size bottle. It's in a 20, 22.9 ounce bottle. It's a, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I would, I mean, for a beer, it's fun size. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's not the, it's not quite the, uh, uh, the the ratios aren't the same between candy bars and beers, but uh, yeah, n- nevertheless, you're never trick or treating for these fun size beers, <laughs> are you? You would that would be really fucking heavy. <laughs> like you'd only be able to get two of these in your little orange plastic pumpkin, like poured out or like in packaged form. I mean, you got to leave it in the package form. You couldn't just you wouldn't go get a candy bar that didn't have a wrapper on it. Right, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, if you had the bucket that was open, you could probably get three or four in there. See, the problem is, but if you like, if you have the traditional orange pumpkin, there's no way that you'd get more than two. What if you had a pillowcase like I did? Pillowcase, you could do more, but then you got to test the tensile strength of that pillowcase. We're we're, we we're, we're already off topic. Yeah. <laughs> this is beer time. <laughs> but anyway, so like we said, it's a milk stout uh, from Pollyanna Brewing Company. Uh, here in Illinois, and uh, this one is a is a tasty little uh, beverage. It's uh, um, got a ton of chocolate, vanilla. Um, you get a, a lot of like uh, toasted marshmallow, kind of like right on the nose. But it, the marshmallow doesn't carry through quite as much as like I thought it would. It's uh, got, I think the bourbon might cut into that the the barrel. Um, you get some of like the caramelized notes from the barrel, but it, it, overall, like the the marshmallow is just kind of mostly there as like aroma, not necessarily in taste. Um, but it's still really, really good. 
um it's smooth uh it's it's like it's like liquid it's almost like i wouldn't call it syrupy but it's got a, a you know a viscosity to it that uh, uh kind of lets you know it that it's like almost like a dessert topping it's a floor wax it's a dessert topping um you ban coffee you can put it on anything <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's really good and surprisingly not very high in alcohol content i think it clocks in at like seven percent alcohol so so definitely a lawn mowing beer yeah well especially on a, a wonderful uh, 90 degree uh, summer day yeah, go go pour this in your uh, in your cup and go mow along with it. So I could just imagine if you're taking and drinking out of like a Halloween plastic pumpkin <laughs> while mowing the lawn on a 95 degree day, drinking this beer. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a good combination of things. Ossifer, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> sir. Pull your pants back up, please. Uh, yeah, and it's got a little bit of carbonation, but nothing like not crazy. Obviously, it's a, it's a stout, so it's not going to be like uh, you know not going to be comparable to an IPA or anything else like that as far as carbonation is concerned. Um, but yeah, really, really good. Um, clocks in at like four point one nine for uh, Untapped. I think four point two ish um, on uh, on Beer Advocate. Um, pretty consistent ratings across the board that it's a uh, it's a you know pushing towards a uh, you know a, a superb. Uh, rating overall and uh yeah it's i mean liquid candy bar is what they were going for and uh it's pretty much mission mission accomplished yeah bitching accomplished bitching accomplished yeah <laughs> not mean, mission impossible accomplished right well that could be an interesting move because there's always <laughs> accomplished right it seems that way yeah it certainly seems so that way. if it's a mission impossible and it's always accomplished why don't they just say it's mission possible to at the end of the movie and change the title well, Patrick, you know, these are just things that, uh, you know, where would the fun be? See, we then? for everybody listening, we just saw this movie, <laughs> and it's like, man, like, there are several moments in the Mission Impossible movie that I'm like, oh, that's where they're going into a flat spin. Yep, they stole that from Top Gun. <laughs> oh, he's coming out of a... Except for it's a helicopter. Right, but still, goose, you know. <laughs> um, there is a moment where he's coming away from being tended to by a doctor, and I'm like, oh, that's the Days of Thunder scene. Yeah. Oh, he's scaling a rock face, uh, rock climbing without uh, a net or any harness or anything. That's Limp Bizkit's version of Mission Impossible <laughs> 2. Well, I guess it's Mission Impossible 2 with Limp Bizkit. With, with Limp Bizkit. But still, like, I, they regurgitated everything. Like, uh, It was great. Except for the soundtrack. Yeah, which I wish they regurgitated. Yeah, if they went back to the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack and just applied it to every film after that in the franchise, which they could have done, what, four times since then? Um, you know, we would that that whole franchise could have a totally different look and it's feel. It's just I disappear and uh, take a look <laughs> around. Just well, and then like, didn't Foo Fighters cover "Have a Cigar" with like Brian May from Queen? I think on there probably. Yeah, and then uh, there was a Butthole Surfers song on there, I think too, <laughs> and Buck Cherry. <laughs> Hinder. Like, there could be a lot of great, great different songs that could have definitely got on there. Like, we're we're already off yeah. topic, so like. Definitely, that's the mood we're in right now. So no mission is impossible when you're talking to the old pos- oh this podcast crew. <laughs> so Steve, what are we talking about today? Well, I mean, in order to, I mean, if you're ever going to become, you know, a, a member of, uh, you know, IMF or any of these other the international monetary, yes, fund? exactly. You mean either whether it's the uh, inter- international monetary fund or what was it, the Impossible Mission Force or whatever the fuck they call that their organization in, in Mission Impossible, you got to get educated. You know, impeccable mind fuck. <laughs> you have to you have to go through a, a series of uh, you know scholastic scholastic achievements. achievements, and you know we we need to get to the root of those. And uh, you know, I I firmly believe that uh, you know th- there is no mission that is impossible when it comes to uh, arts and crafts in elementary school. Okay, um, you know, as long as you have the the willpower and the resources available to you. Uh, I mean, there you could do anything from you know uh, creating a uh, turkey made out of a you know a handprint, but you know with you know just tracing your hand and uh, construction on construction paper and making yourself a turkey. I mean, you can cut yourself out a snowflake. Uh, you can you know color all of the various you know any color of the rainbow you wish. So um, we've got arts and crafts on the mind and uh, some some pretty philosophical debates uh, amongst uh, you know so, I mean in the art world. The fine art world. The fine art world. There's always going to be be debates on what the best uh, methods are, what the best techniques are, what's the best medium for the you know you know visual art that you're trying to communicate to the world. Um, so let's let's jump right in because this is you know of the first topics we've got. 
Um, this one I think might uh, might be the most uh, controversial, maybe. Finger paints. <laughs> Not finger paints. Colored pencils or crayons, Patrick. Ooh, ooh. see, that's tough. That, that is that. That's actually really tough for me, and I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> why. So, like, when I always got crayons. So for for school purposes, it was always the sixteen pack Crayolas. So you're staying with a, a standard palette. That was the that was the deal because for school, my parents didn't want to spend the extra money to go get the you know the big box. Now when I was at home, go or going over to grandma's house, grandma's house had the sixty four count the big box the you know the the one that you know you could get tickle me pink and macaroni and cheese and all the other the Which other doesn't taste <laughs> like macaroni and cheese at no, all. No, it doesn't. Um, but uh, that was that was where we had the extended palette uh, of of colors to work with. But in school, it was always the single, you know, almost like the cigarette pack of of crayons that we would rock. All the primary colors. See, I think the the key when you're talking about anything with uh, and for for lack of a better term, it was always Crayola. I remember always Crayola color pencils. Yeah, it, like it was in name the brand. Elementary school stuff. Like it was like that was always one that you got. But like. I remember having some like as the years went on, having like more like art brand stuff. Okay, like you not got art, a little, you got a little fancy. Yeah, not like uh, art brand crayons. Art I mean, van furniture. Art art vans <laughs> furniture. No, um, I I remember getting like nicer, not even nicer, but just like more like professional, like colored pencils and okay. stuff. But I think that the key to this whole thing is w- incorporating Robin's Egg Blue into your artwork. Because if you need Robin's Egg Blue, uh-huh. I don't think that comes in pencil form. I think that no. only comes in crayon form. Yeah. So depending on what your art dictates you to do, <laughs> that that's a key. That's a strong, strong key okay. to what you need to do. See, I, I always uh, was partial to the brick red crayon. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. And then if you need burnt sienna, because brown just won't do it. <laughs> exactly. What can brown do for you yeah. is like, you know. Yeah, the colored pencils uh, didn't, for whatever reason, didn't seem to get as vibrant uh, or as creative with the the colorings that uh, that crayons did. Yeah, well, I think honestly, from a standpoint, like you can get more technical mm-hmm. with a colored pencil than you can with a crayon. What are, what if you just now hear me out? If you got the crayon box, the sixty four, and then you use the sharpener on the crayon. Yeah, you can use the. Sh- they had a crayon sharpener on the on the back on the back of the, some of the 64s. Man, I've been doing it wrong the entire <laughs> life. I've been throwing them out and getting new boxes. Like I thought that's what they wanted to. Yeah, I mean, you could cuz you know, sometimes you need the precision, you need the vibrancy of the of the crayon, but you need the precision of a colored pencil. Do you love it when somebody would take and like nub down the crayons and then your beautifully organized crayon box 64 has mm-hmm. got like half nubs through it. And then it gets transferred yeah. from the crayon box into the plastic bin. And that plastic <laughs> bin is usually like the most disgusting thing in the world. Like it's like the <laughs> it's like the equivalent of going to like a golf superstore and buying right. bulk golf balls. Sure. Re- recycled golf balls. You never yeah. know what you're gonna the get. The ones that they pulled out of the pond. Exactly. They pulled these crayons out of some sort of pond. Like <laughs> Yeah, the, the the box and there and that was where you were really like in the danger zone because then you started to mix brands in the in the you know the 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 box of nubs where it's like hey i need <laughs> sorry box of nubs got me there <laughs> so you need a you know you, for example if you're looking for your burnt sienna uh you know you just need a hint you just just for a little flare and uh you know you you're you're out of commission on your uh, standard pack of crayons and you got to go digging for one um you know you might have 10 different brands of crayons in there and you might have the dollar star crayons in there you might have the uh you know slightly off brand the the cheaper the crayolas i mean you got a a real mess of things and you're you're in a you're in a world of hurt at that point oh for sure because you can't compromise your art you know you don't want to have if if burnt sienna is your vision you don't want to give that up you don't want to you don't want to compromise for what you know what the easier route might be if you're trying to do a burnt sienna hippopotamus, like you're <laughs> fucking gonna do that. Yeah. Regard- hippopotamus. Hip, hip, hip hop. Hip hop. <laughs> I don't think I ever colored a hippopotamus. Neither did I. Yeah. I, I. I've colored a blue duck. I've painted a blue duck. Definitely did that numerous times. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like for crayons, were definitely. 
I think crayons are like the Tonka trucks of the the coloring art world. Okay. And I think colored pencils are the the carpenter, the fine carpenter coming into it. Sure. Yeah, craftsmen, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Because you have that like that textile, like you have that tactile ability to d- get fine stuff, and then you know the worst is also when you have like a nubby <laughs> colored pencil. <laughs> it's like worn down right. to like the well, little bit of a. The golf problem pencil. with the colored pencil too is like sharpening a colored pencil never worked, because it would just it would just start to disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah, and then you you know or the way that the you know the colored lead was in there, you could never. You can never bank on it, you know, maintaining its integrity when you when you sharpened it, um, and then you you know that thing once you once it got past a certain point, it was just like no, nope, this is game over. You got to replace. Like you, I, I feel like the crayon was easier to. It's like you know what the what the lifespan is with the colored pencil. It was a it was a grab bag. Like it was totally up for up. You know. You might have one that you know you could you could roll and you know roll ride or die with, and it was it was going to hold out for life. And then you might have another one where it's like you go to sharpen it and it's toast after you know one use, and you got you know you're out of blue colored pencil, and you can't just go buy another blue colored pencil. You got to go buy a whole another pack. Yeah, and that's the same thing with same thing with crayons, but still. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever use crayons to do alternative artwork with them, like the non? You may or may not know where I'm going with this. I don't know where you're going with this. The wax paper and an iron where you take and do crayon shavings and no. stuff like that. You've no. never heard about this? No. Oh, man, this is crazy. Nuts. The wildest thing I think I ever did with a crayon was, like, peel the wrapper off and then use it, you know, use the side of the crayon for a broad stroke. Oh, man, we got to get you some crayons and an iron and some wax paper. <laughs> Basically, you take and do shavings of it inside of this wax paper. And it becomes like a, since it's meltable, yeah. like you can melt it. Meltable. <laughs> yeah, let's try that one. That, that that's gonna stick there. We're gonna leave that one out there. <laughs> it's like Velveeta. Crayons are Velveeta of the art world. Okay, so you could do with them what you choose. They, and yes, please. they they operate in more than one state of matter. Right, their uh, their level of uh, uh, they they can contribute. You know, they're they're like the uh, you know the the player who can you know he he's skilled in more than one uh, facet of the it's game. It's the Eric Bedard of Crayola. <laughs> I think Eric Bedard's main skill was just eating innings. Okay, so it's the Heinz 57 of Cray- <laughs> yes, Crayola. Yes, there yeah, you go. There we go. It's good on everything, but not great on anything. Yes. Um, oh, nice. That, 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 yeah, marketing department. <laughs> right. Make a note there. Um, no, but so like in, in this, like, things of this art, what you would do is, like, you'd have a piece of wax paper. You'd cut off a bunch of, like, shavings for it. And okay. it melts. And yeah. it melts into all of these, like really kind of abstract like colors and stuff sure. like that and then you're you got a wax paper art thing. All right, so I'm going to Jackson Pollock this shit and I'm going to get the box of nubs. Michael Jackson Pollock? Mm, yes. And then I'm going to Michael melt. Jackson Kevin Pollock. <laughs> and then I'm going to melt the box of nubs and get a Jackson Pollock-esque amalgamation of random colors and and things all smashed together and then i'm going to sell it for a lot of money so not gonna lie this we're on the weekend i got plenty of time this afternoon i'm gonna try <laughs> to see if there's anything on ebay for like random box of nubs of crayons <laughs> <laughs> must weigh 38 pounds 30 yeah. I, I get 38 pounds of like technically nasty. norfolk has more gross tonnage <laughs> that'd be disgusting but then there was also cray paws which are you know those, i don't know those are that different is. they're technical artwork stuff they're those um are they, like are wait are they crayons or are they colored pencils? They're the they're fine art colored like crayons. Okay. But they're like um do they come in like the little case type thing that you would get? They're closer to clay. Okay. Okay. Uh yeah, they come in a case and okay. all that stuff. But those are like fit. They have a lot of them in France, I'm assuming. <laughs> Cuz it's a French sounding word. Okay. You know, like lay lay baron. <laughs> Lay Carr, Lay George. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm struggling to find applications where I like went like really big on colored pencils. Like, I mean, I know that I use them. I know I had them, uh, but I like all of my recollection goes back to me drawing and coloring with crayons. I'm sitting here as a 33 year old adult thinking about buying a box of crayons and some coloring books and like going to town. <laughs> they make adult coloring books now. No, I don't want to take an oh, adult you want, ones. You want I want like Clifford. Okay. I want to take in just, well, not a child, but I want to take in, you know, not child books. I want to take and figure out maybe Clifford 
and then make my own choose your own adventure. You're going to make Clifford a big blue dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I feel, too, like the uh, colored pencils did not lend themselves well to the coloring book. I, for whatever reason, like the cheap paper that they that they printed for the coloring books. Right. Like the the crayons always popped more. They showed up better. Uh, than the you know the colored pencil. The colored pencil was was good for a blank white hard sheet, stock. Hard stock. Yeah, you got you got a, almost a premium piece of paper. And surprisingly, it also worked well on notebook paper. Notebook like, paper. Okay. It worked either really good on notebook paper or hard stock, uh-huh. like good color sure. sketchbook stuff. It didn't work on coloring book stuff. I remember tearing <laughs> the pages on everything, but it's like okay, cheap notebook paper works. Okay, cheap this uh, nope, not good. Yeah, that's a uh, that's interesting. I, I I just I struggle to be like, yeah, that was a time where I just definitely colored with all colored pencils. I know what happened. Yeah, but I don't. You know, it, it wasn't memorable. I mean, it's tax free days up in Wisconsin, here. <laughs> uh, so I might be coming home with like, how is it and maxing out a bunch of like, sir, you don't have a child, and we can't give you the tax break because these aren't for school. Right. <laughs> I live the school of life. Yeah, That's there you go. I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. Damn it. <laughs> oh God. Uh, any any last thoughts on? Uh, so give me give me your favorite crayon and your favorite colored pencil. Ooh, that's tough. And then I have one more existential question about a crayon to ask you. So my but. favorite crayon is red-orange. Okay. And it's not orange-red. Not orange-red, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then my favorite color pencil is probably the violet. Okay, that's a that's a that color pops because you could do a lot with it because you can make it blue really fast. Sure. Like you, it's a very very versatile color. Yeah. I see. Like I said I was the brick I uh, brick red, not red, brick red. Yeah, the you know slightly darker shade. Yeah, fire um, engine. I think it's because we kind of like a, the hat you're wearing. Yeah, and we had a red brick house when I was growing up, so that was I think that's where that led from. I can't imagine if you had a John Mellencamp pink house. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, colored pencil. I'd probably just you know what, possibly the white. No, um, <laughs> hard pass. The what was it like? Not lime green, like the green yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Not yellow green, green yellow, because it was like the grass. So that was, I feel like I used that a fair amount, both in crayon and in colored pencil. But you had to get the, you know, you had to get the DLC to take and get those extra right. colors inside <laughs> of it. It's not coming in the, the standard version of right. the game. Well, and you mentioned the white crayon. Did you ever find a application for the white crayon? Blending. That's probably it. See, I, that's way more advanced than I ever got with a fucking crayon. I never said I did it, okay. but I've seen. Well, I, but the question was posed: as, Jackson, Did you ever? Okay, find yeah. That? When you're taking and making your like uh, uh, melted wax paper Jackson Pollock, you'll need a bunch <laughs> of white crayons. Yeah, and then you, but the problem there, like it, now, like I, I'm, I'm still all in on this idea to to do the Jackson Pollock, but then I realize that I have to peel all the fucking paper off of the crayons, and that's gonna. That's gonna be work. Get an intern. <laughs> you get a knife. You could do it pretty quickly. <laughs> find find me an art student here in Kenosha that can take care of that aspect. Now, my real the main reason I wanted to talk about crayons is if you were Homer Simpson, how many crayons could you stuff up, stuff up your nose? One or I mean, one in each nostril. Probably half in each. I mean, not a full crayon all the way up. Like right, it would be it would be dangling out. One. Two, three. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I have a, a friend of the friend of the show who at one point held uh, held a, a not a Guinness World Record, but a world record nonetheless for the number of quarters he could shove in his nose. So he he knows who he is. <laughs> nose. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very I, good. I don't know if that has any applicability to crayons, though. I don't. I don't know if there's any like. Uh, I'm just picking the Homer reference. Yeah. It's like, Homer, you got a crayon in your brain. <laughs> There's a crayon in my brain? <laughs> All right. So crayons, colored pencils, settled. Uh, Jackson Pollock. I don't know if anything's settled. It's I settled. think it's just awesome. Yeah. Well, it, it's settled that we developed one business idea. This is like startup weekend. We we get a business idea out of almost every segment. Now we're going to create Jackson Pollock-esque wax, crea- wax painting creations and m- probably make literally zero dollars off of them but you but never know entertainment when we die though different story could how, be how could be have, way more how can valuable we have to die before <laughs> it takes it works out in our favor well i mean there's a uh there, there's a novelty aspect i suppose to that uh uh you know the the tragedy of uh the you know the human experiment and uh not being able 
to find any more artwork from that uh, particular artist a scarcity element as well but uh yeah i don't know uh i can't uh, i can't say that that's the uh i can't say it's rational but yeah. it, it tends to happen it seems yeah we should do this subliminally and put it on top of like our wax is covered <laughs> our canvas is actually old limp biscuit posters from the 90s <laughs> that we have to fully cover so you get like what's the inspiration Oh, this is the inspiration right here. <laughs> All right. So, color pencils, crayons, we can bid this adieu. But we now have to go into, I mean, this is this is more of the, the background element to what you'd be using with your uh, uh, crayons and, and uh, colored pencils. But, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, a line of there, there are two lines of thinking when it comes to this topic, and uh, they, they are pretty much uh, universal. Uh, they're universally uh, uh, accepted, and that is, uh, you gotta, you've gotta sometimes, you know, divide your paper into a, a certain section. You gotta know when to hold them and when to fold. You them. You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know. You definitely gotta know how to fold them. Oh, okay. Um, and there's you're 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 basically uh, you know put in a box. You get two schools of thought. Uh, you got the hot dog, like you know when you fold it, uh, you know lengthwise, and you've got the uh, the the hamburger as well. And what uh, what school did you fall into? Okay, I think it, it kind of really depends on I what d- see. Okay, it depends on what your art application was. Okay, like if you're trying to take in, like if you're doing like a banner, like a banner, like a you know. A bumper sticker. Okay. You can't do a you can't do a hamburger. You're making a bumper, bumper sticker, sticker with crayons. I, I got a lot of time on my hands <laughs> to do whatever I want. I'm a grown man. I I'm 40. We didn't talk about markers, but that's okay because yeah. that's a that's a topic for another See, day. The, markers, that, the, the art uh, the art of the elementary school uh, um, yeah, experience. I mean the the me we could we could this would be a master's course upon uh, unto itself. Uh, we could we could go on for for years. So we got to kind of break this into classes. Yeah, well, because <laughs> with the markers, you could talk about like which markers are good. Like, did you ever take in the the markers that were scented? <laughs> the ones that smelled like fruit and yes. then that trained you to start sniffing markers <laughs> and then realizing that permanent markers don't we'll, we'll reveal the deep dark conspiracy there later but Huffin let's, marker, let's, permanent let's, markers let's get back to paper um honestly i think more often than not i would be in the hamburger camp um yeah. because hot dog is very hard of a medium to take and work with you're working with like if you have an 8 by 11 piece of construction paper mm-hmm. that's a 4 by 11 like what do you think if you're drawing a snake, a lizard, a worm, a flagpole without a flag, <laughs> um, a fishing pole, uh, a ladder? Like those are great yes. applications for that. You could do all of those things in a hamburger-based uh, paper fold as well. Yeah, but do, do two of them where you're pigeonholing yourself into too much of vertical space. Mm-hmm. That's at least where I sit. Yeah, th- I think that's a that's an astute observation, my friend. Now, but if you're dr- like. I'm going to take and pose one existential question to you, too. What if you're drawing a hamburger on a hot dog folded paper and a hot dog (laughs) on a hamburger folded paper? That's a a different thing that I'm not prepared to get into right now. Um, So I would say that I fell in the... Diagonal. (laughs) I fell into the the hamburger camp more than... uh, more often than the than the hot dog and i think it's just because i like burgers more than i like hot dogs i don't think it had anything to do i mean i was not an artsy uh child i still uh i I have exactly zero skills when it comes to uh art my brothers were gifted with that my dad was gifted with that but uh i am not well and then who was the one that decided it had to be hamburgers versus hot dogs how can it can be like okay you're going to fold it into Italian beef versus chicken sandwich, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I mean, I think that uh, the for universal. The, yeah. Well, I, I think it's possibly a generational thing as well. Um, you know, I, now you might have, you know, we're going to fold this into avocado toast or something along that. Chipotle burrito. <laughs> and Chipotle avoc- burrito. Um, so I think and there's versus, we're going to fold this into a Chipotle burrito and this into Cadoba. <laughs> if if you if if let's be honest if if right now you transported yourself back into elementary school and someone told you to fold, fold it Chipotle burrito style you were probably going to eat that piece of paper. 
guac is extra. <laughs> That's the green crayon all up in this all up in this mother right here. <laughs> what, what, green, yellow, or yellow green? A little bit of burnt sienna. <laughs> it's been yeah, you do it. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, with a little white. <laughs> I think the the biggest thing too for me, like in in going the hamburger route, outside of the fact that I like burgers, um, was <laughs> the fact that I was just bad at folding paper in general, um, and I felt like the uh, hamburger style, for whatever reason, was uh, I was better at it. I would always fuck up the hot dog, uh, the hot hot dog style fold. You put too much relish on one side. You'd have or... you'd have one side of the bun that was a little uneven. So then you you know you got uh, you know your wieners poking out. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know you, you just got to. <laughs> I don't know if Patrick's going to recover from that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just terrible. Would you rather have your wiener poking <laughs> out or your buns buns poking out? <laughs> I think we've we've solved that one, at least from my standpoint. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, for whatever reason, I would always like I would always fuck up the the hot dog uh, the hot dog fold. So I would go with the uh, the hamburger and, and uh, you know play to your strengths, not to your weaknesses. I don't think Patrick's recovering. I, I, I don't know if I can do this yet. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's uh, that's. I mean, that's that's pretty much my philosophy when it comes to paper. I have no uh, like application did not matter. Like it could be like, oh, like you need to do it this way because the project calls for it. Because you're going to you know fold it this way and then you're going to cut here, cut here. Cut. Just like fuck that. No, I'm just going to do it however I feel like. I just realized as we were talking about this conversation, we can never be teachers. We can never be shapers of young minds because we would accidentally <laughs> say something like that. Parent-teacher conference. I couldn't, I couldn't be a teacher because I have a terrible level of patience. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, no, I, I would see, like, I could totally imagine seeing that, like, substitute teacher? Yeah. <laughs> Real teacher? I couldn't be that no. because of that. No, that that would uh, <laughs> that would run into issues at some point or another. Yeah, I could imagine you being in like a like a high school or like a middle school and saying exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you'd get by. No, you wouldn't even get by in kindergarten. Like, there's no way you're you're not passing. Like one at least one. I've kid. seen kindergarten cop a lot. Yeah, like at least one kid is gonna catch is gonna catch that. Yeah, the fart jokes uh, come yeah. out. So. Um, so yeah, there's there's no uh, there's no level where that won't get uh, won't won't play a factor. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, but I mean, I I feel like I'm a little staunch in my uh, in my my stance there with with the uh, hamburger style over the hot dog style. See, my but question- it's a flaw in myself. It's not it's not because hot dog style is wrong. It's because I'm just bad at it. I just don't think and that's an- like that's how fucking terrible I am at art and shit like that. It's like I can't fold a piece of paper appropriately. I just don't think there's as many applications. I mean, you could be making like a, a decorative bracelet, like yeah, a, yeah, a band tattoo, perhaps a uh, you know you could use it as the band for your uh, uh, you know Thanksgiving uh, you know hat or whatever that you're going to be making for for one of the holidays. Or like party decorations yeah. where you're doing streamers and stuff like that. But then at that point, you're not folding. You're using scissors, and then you come into what I'd call the well, – you You're, you're, you're cutting first. a chiro cut. See, I, but you would fold first and then cut with scissors. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could do that. I mean, you, you know, measure and then and then cut. So if you what do you what do you get if you take and cut hot dogs into quarters? <laughs> so I would say that that's chiro cut because you chiro get cut. because they're thin. Okay. Long and thin. Okay. And if you cut hamburgers into fours, you so get sliders. sliders. Yeah. yeah. That's so like, obvious. okay, cutting sliders. You still don't <laughs> want your wiener out on the chair. No. Cut. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I can I can stand behind the, that uh, that assessment. I think I, I won't. Uh, no objection from this uh, from this side of the bench. And if you go th- to eighths, that's asparagus cut, and then that's just bad news. For I don't everyone. even think you could. Y- you could, but it's not. It would like, be. Yeah. It would be tough. Your your fingers. Are not nimble enough to execute that with uh, at that level of uh, at that level of school. You don't have that dexterity. No, 
no, I don't think so. I mean, if you can, you know, if some kid wants to prove me wrong, you know, that that's fine. You know, it's not someone Mission Impossible. Send, <laughs> someone can send Steve some uh, homemade artwork and asparagus cut paper. Uh, or like, what if you what if you folded it even like more and you got it to like, or like the, twi- like Twizzler. Oh, like a fold and twist. Yeah, like how many how many folds would you have to get it to get it Twizzler sized? How many folds would you have to get to get angel hair pasta size? <laughs> <laughs> Just run it through the paper shredder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, like you can't use this paper anymore. Right. I mean, there's a finite number of folds that that any one piece of paper can execute. So now, if a teacher told you to take and make it red vine size versus Twizzler size, what would you do? I would say get the fuck out of here because red vines are trash. Walk out of class. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Little Steve, it's second grade. You gotta come back. Nope, you bitch. I'm leaving. <laughs> did you ever have like the? Uh, it, we're, I mean, we're we're slightly diverging here, but did they ever like in your classes? Did they ever have you know? Because Twizzlers normally come in in bulk packaging. Uh, you know, you get your your plastic wrapped of you know a pound of Twizzlers or whatever the hell it is. Did you ever get the like in school have the individually wrapped Twizzlers? Yeah, yeah. on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that always struck me as like. So much extra work. I mean, I know the purpose. Obviously, it's so that you can distribute to a larger number of people. But as a fat kid uh, and wanting, never wanting to eat just merely one Twizzler, uh, you know, you look There's like a throttling mechanism. Well, then you got to unwrap like eight or ten Twizzlers, and like the teacher wasn't handing you the eight or ten. Like you could just go grab out of the bag of Twizzlers if you, you know, you had traditional retail packaging. So. Yeah, those those always uh, chap my ass a little bit. But do you remember when they had the so some of them were like the six inch or like the normal size yeah. Twizzler things, but then they had the fun size individual oh, wrapped yeah. Twizzlers. Like you just go pound sand, and they all have slightly different flavors, like, depending on how long they've been yeah, in that plastic. Well, yeah, they, the fine aging they're not process, BPA free plastic. They, they, they've developed a, a fine rind, so to speak. <laughs> it's been brined over the years of. <laughs> um, yeah, any other any parting thoughts on on your folding uh, experiences? Twizzler sweat. No, I think you definitely <laughs> have set the bar very very high in terms of why you'd never want to take and do hot dog style. <laughs> See, now you know, and you're never going to teach your kids to to fold the paper that way. Yeah, but if ever, I'm ever on like an arts and craft picnic, it's always going to be suns out, buns out kind of day. You know, <laughs> wearing Daisy Dukes and doing some uh, hamburger style cuts. <laughs> why? Why do you have to wear Daisy Dukes? You know, you got to emulate. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Last uh, last major section here. Salute major section. Major section. Uh, <laughs> um, this one is also a uh, – th- I think this one is, is ripe for uh, debate um, because obviously, you know, whether you fold your paper hot dog or hamburger style, whether you're using crayons or, or colored pencils, at some point or another you had to attach – one piece of paper or one object to another object and the only logical way to do such is to use a uh, you know a a low grade adhesive substance uh to to get you you know from point a to point b um and you, you i feel like you had three primary options you had your traditional elmer style glue white glue um not wood glue but the the standard, uh, you know, the the one that you can get in the school supply section. Then you, you have wood glue there too. Not in school supplies. You got to go to hardware. Okay, I, I'm thinking about Ace Hardware. Is where I'm at. <laughs> you bought a lot of school supplies at Ace Hardware. Sometimes. <laughs> Don't judge me, hot dog uh, boy. So yeah. <laughs> so you had the the standard Elmer's glue. Then you had paste. Then you had the glue stick. But in the glue stick world, you had varieties because you had the white glue stick and you also had the blue glue stick blue blib there was blue pink glue, glue sticks stick too there was pink glue stick yeah and then there used to be like a uh, clear glue that was kind of like a in between this but glue is definitely yeah it's a sticky subject oh hey hey yep yeah <laughs> you had to go there yep. um one question right off the top of that did you ever eat your paste I'm going to answer that by asking another question. <laughs> if you eat paste, is that automatically a disqualifier from going to an Ivy League school? No, I don't think so. Okay. So I don't think I ever ate paste, okay. like, intentionally? Inten- sure. Yeah. Like, but, you did not open up the jar with the little stick in it and be like, hey, let's house this stuff. Yeah, I never thought about, like, 
and then also like i can remember like some arts and crafts you need to go beyond paste in to go in the rubber cement so oh I yeah like, i totally forgot about rubber cement but well, we didn't ever get to use that <laughs> rightfully so yeah you need that you could die <laughs> like i'm just like I, I can't understand what the the fatal attraction is for eating paste like if there's somebody in our like listening to this that can tell me why they ate paste like anonymously of course yeah. like I just want to know, and also we should probably, you know, eat paste at some point in the time <laughs> in the near future to like test it. Yeah, I mean, they they clearly label non toxic. That doesn't mean it tastes good. Yeah, um, and that's that's part of the rub. It's like I'm. They always like. I mean, the the common joke out there is like, oh, did you, you know, oh, that kid ate paste or whatever, and it's like I never once saw that. Now maybe that's a good thing, but then you, uh, it also begs the question: is like, am I missing something? Yeah, is it like. Are the kids who eat the paste the ones who are really onto it, and we're just we're just fucking up? Paste eaters are the ones you <laughs> want to take and be there. It's like maybe paste gives you like superpowers, yeah. like Popeye's spinach. Yeah, it could be a, a very deep it's a binding agent. So <laughs> I, I just I found less applications for paste. Like I feel like you didn't ever use it after kindergarten. Like paste and glue are the same, right? No, paste has got a, a different consistency. The glue always had, like, the glue needed, it was more, I feel like it had more liquid content to it, um, so it would take longer to dry. It would also fuck up if you use too much glue, it would fuck up whatever you're gluing, because... It would get too wet. Yeah, it yeah. too, like, and... and construction con- paper and glue is no, always... No, bad, bad, uh, bad move. Always always glue stick and construction paper. Right. Because, yeah, the that paper just absorbs moisture, and then you get a soggy, you know cardboard hat that's disintegrating on you because on your pilgrim <laughs> you know, for thanksgiving, it's just I know thanksgiving. Your, yeah, your belt buckle for your pilgrim is a little loopy <laughs> i just remember that elmer's had the glue game on lockdown yeah i mean i we didn't always stick to elmer's we got whatever was on sale but um still probably made by elmer's just packaged in a different uh, thing. no i think there are some other brands but yeah like it just never seemed like elmer's <laughs> belmer's <laughs> The uh, the applications for paste just seem to to drop off. I, I'm not sure why. Like I feel like paste gets a bad rap. Yeah, I mean I haven't seen paste in a while. I mean it is back to school season. Yeah, we could go. We could go, and if we wanted to buy some, we could buy some tax free up in Wisconsin this weekend. <laughs> uh, Get a Red Bull and some paste and sit <laughs> on the parking lot and see what happens. Yeah. Have yourself a Sunday. <laughs> uh, Netflixing. Some, yeah. Like, uh, critically acclaimed documentaries yeah there you go yeah uh no just watching planet earth <laughs> um, or watching like the totally canadian maple syrup heist uh, yeah there you go dirty money <laughs> like housing a bunch of pay i'm not saying the canadians house paste but you never know like <laughs> again maybe the maybe, maybe it's the texture thing it could be it could be um i like i did you ever like glue also pissed me off because like the tell me how you really feel glue would piss you off because you know one the the nozzle is not a good applicator um it binds up you get and then when that dries you're up shit creek you got to find something to jab in there to paper clip to clear the nozzle of the or your colored pencils yeah yeah and that's how you ruin your colored pencils (laughs) um but then you like if you get the dried glue on you and then it, it it's just like that nasty like crust that you have to peel off. Yeah. That's, that's no good. See, I, 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 I'm curious if all these problems that we're talking about right now are you and me issues or <laughs> if these are just like they just happen to be like, oh, these are the dumb big kids yeah. sitting in the back of the room who can't operate the glue in the normal way. Glue stick was no sweat. Yeah. But 20 glue, years later yeah. talking about it on the Internet. <laughs> but the glue stick didn't ever have. Um, the binding power was the weakest. No, the glue stick part that I always hated was when the te- the top would stick onto the glue stick. Okay, yeah, yeah, and you'd have to like spend like ten minutes trying to like, okay, get your glue sticks out and use it. <laughs> Teach, I can't. Why? <laughs> it's not coming off. Like, are you twisting? Yes, I am. <laughs> it felt like I was on tech support. That was how I learned how to have patience with tech support ah, the first yes. time. It's like okay. <laughs> And then as a software guy, it's like, okay, okay, run through the standard protocol. Okay, is, the gl- is, <laughs> is it on? Is it on? <laughs> yes, it is on. Okay, is it off? Uh, nope. No. Okay. Um, yeah, the, but the the staying power of the glue stick, like that was 
that was like your okay this is a like if, if you were using it it was because either what you were gluing to whatever you know surface uh it wasn't vital that it you know maintained its a- attachment um or you were in an absolute rush because right. the glue stick dried the fastest and you you could you know it was it, like if you had to do something last minute just throw it on there it was probably going to hold but if you were if you needed it to stay on there for longer than you know maybe that day or a day or two uh, it was falling off the only good, or peeling off. The only practical application for glue sticks is using glitter, and I didn't <laughs> use a lot of glitter. Yeah, but it, you see, if you if you want to get more precise, then you need the uh, nozzle tip of a standard like Elmer's glue to you know draw a line, and then you could glitter the line, and then it's got a little you know little pattern kind of thing. So if anybody's wondering what's going to happen the rest <laughs> of this afternoon, I think we're going to go eat some paste. <laughs> You know, play with our hot dog style uh, <laughs> paper and glue little lo- nozzles, nozzle glue. Oh, we got to buy a big box of crayons too. Yeah. Do you think they go more than a sixty-four count box of crayons anymore? Do they I have a bigger you one? Do whatever. Your do they have a one twenty-eight? They got a they got a one twenty-eight count or or two? I think so. I think two fifty-six maybe. <sighs> I mean, think I bet about you if you go to a Crayola store or some shit, they got a two fifty-six for sure. And I I hope that they do because you shouldn't have to like. Yes, we're moving to a society where everything is done on the computers and people are learning how to do like all these arts and crafts and like the multimedia stuff. But I still hope that in schools they're teaching kids how to take and do like because it wasn't about like the artwork; it was about right. just having fun. Well, and it's motor skill development right. and things like that. Like I don't, I don't give a shit if Timmy can you know draw the fucking Mona Lisa on on paint. Uh, I want to see that you know he's using brick red to color a house. Right. Because otherwise it's wrong. <laughs> Timmy, if, that if is your house wrong. is burnt sienna, you fucked up, kid. <laughs> well, I, I think burnt sienna would be a nice rustic woodland house cabin. Uh, it's it's uh, a little bit too uh, a little too burnt. A little, <laughs> it might be for a, a hacienda in New Mexico. Ooh, and you, I know we're we've been talking about glue, but I just thought of another another color Did that, that make I really you hungry? liked. Forest green. Ooh, forest green forest is a good green. one. Yeah. yeah, with the green yellow. Forest green and green yeah, yellow. They, you can they do a contrast lot of very really good stuff. Yeah. So the moral of the story is Bob Ross is awesome, and just <laughs> like I got a magnet from him right here, yeah. right over yonder. Yeah. <laughs> just anything you could do in life that can teach you how to be Bob Ross, like it's a good thing. I yeah. Think, right. Yeah. Um, whack I, it off. <laughs> just you just got to whack off your brush. <laughs> Uh, happy well, accidents well let, let's talk because we did we do have a little bit of uh you know we didn't dive into paint quite as much in in school i don't think uh but it was still there so it's weird because you, you, you had to wait to get a little older i think I to get remember there was a black hole of paint um i remember in preschool and kindergarten we'd paint finger paints because i remember like you had to bring in one of your dad's old shirts as yeah. a smock right? sure sure and it was, it was, it was like, always finger paints. It wasn't brush paints. It was always yeah. finger paints. It was never brush paints. And then first, second, and third grade, I don't remember any artwork in terms of like outside of like the painting realm. But then fourth grade comes around, and you can they're just <laughs> like, okay, I think they're okay to start painting stuff. And then I remember it in throughout the rest of schooling. Like yeah. it was always a weird one for me. Yeah, that's uh, I th- like why do they think first through third graders can't take and handle paint? Maybe it was just you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just me. Um, what about if uh, they would lo- if they would know? Yeah. Um, so we we covered whether you've eaten eaten paste. We actually haven't. So I deflected that. You deflect. Okay. I haven't. You eaten said paste. you don't. You don't recall. So I, I, that you're either deny. You're either your honor. I do not recall yeah. the events of that you, evening. You, you'll plead the fifth to, so as not to incriminate yourself. Have you knowingly or unknowingly eaten any of the other two adhesive products we've discussed, whether that be a glue stick or a or standard Elmer's glue? No, I haven't. No, yeah, I can, I can definitely, I can say to the best of my knowledge that I, I wasn't have. curious then, but I'm more curious now. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> now the question that I have though is like, do you want a time machine to go back to first grade and eat glue then? Or is it socially acceptable to eat glue as an adult? Yeah, in like their was 30s? was like is does glue have vintages? Like, See, I think this is like, why people like have, a fine wine. I think this is why people have children. <laughs> is they really like in their twenties and stuff like that? They're really wondering if like, okay, like 
man, if I was in first grade again, I would probably eat glue, but I can't have a time yeah, machine to do that. So I'm going to have a child so I can teach them artwork <laughs> so that one day in a couple of years I could test this glue out. You know, you could do that. You could, I mean, I, I appreciate your line of logic, but if you really wanted to find out, like, who is, like, you can go to Walmart or any other store and borrow like, a child? No. Okay. <laughs> you live it, if you live by yourself, you could go acquire all all of these products and taste test them yourself, and literally no one's going to know except for you. Yeah, but if you live by yourself and it goes wrong, you die by yourself, and then the super comes and pokes you with a stick and eh. then steals your vacuum cleaner. I don't, well, all of these, la- all of these things are non toxic. That doesn't mean they t- that they taste good, but they're not they're not going to kill you. Give me a jack and paste. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that. Um, outside of so we've talked, you know, we've talked about the main the main items, but one that I think that is underappreciated is the macaroni based. Uh, uh, oh, dude, art I could go I can go off on this for hours. <laughs> How many like? Are we talking colored macaroni? Are we talking standard macaroni? Like what what are we talking here for you? Dude, the macaroni has to fit the application. You got to go elbow macaroni, you can go straight macaroni. Little wheels. Wagon yeah. wheels. It needs to take and do this. Like you can make an entire car. I could make you a Ferrari <laughs> and a Lamborghini <laughs> out of it. And All right, now so now we're going to the grocery store and we're getting pasta and oh, I'm going to watch yeah. this. Ten, it may not look good, it may not function. <laughs> like Kramer 100% like you have to find the right noodle for yeah. the person and the art thing with uh it's a uh, fusilli jerry right. like it totally is 100 percent thing and i think you know the the reason that craft was so good in selling macaroni and cheese the blue box was not just because it was a fine amazing tasting product i think that a lot of people took in used those macaroni <laughs> things I remember cracking open macaroni to make macaroni <laughs> art. <It's laughs> you, like, you just go into the pantry and bust out a box. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> I can't say I ever did that. Every all of my macaroni based uh, artwork was done at school. I think. Yeah, you're worried about your hot dog <laughs> wiener popping the, out. I did have one like combination um, uh, art form where I where I blended mediums. So it, it was a uh, I macaroni think. and hamburger helper. <laughs> In like second grade for like grandparents' day, we we all like. So the the project was let's take a let's take a paper plate. Ooh, okay. you got a paper plate. I like okay. this already. I, I like where you're going and already. We're gonna we're gonna incorporate finger painting into this. So you're gonna dip your hand in paint, and you're gonna smack a handprint right down in the middle of this this you know paper plate. So you got your handprint there, right? I got my I'm, yeah. I got my metaphorical you got, handprint. You got your paw there, and then before that paint dries, you're gonna want to sprinkle some sugar on there to give it a little texture okay so we got that then around the outside on the border of this plate we're going to be gluing macaroni to the to the outside for a a frame so to speak okay the problem though is that macaroni and adhesives are challenging to work with yes um and this plate is not you're not doing it on the ring of the plate where it's all level you're doing it on the little bumpy side of this plate um which is causing you know considerable consternation amongst the uh amongst the youth as far as uh uh how long it's taking to glue the fucking macaroni to this thing but we're talking all shapes all colors you know wagon wheels elbows straight macaroni you know whatever whatever you want um so that was the uh and then there was like you you had to write a little like oh like hands down best grandparents around thing on the uh on, on there for it was for grandparents day i like it yeah my grandparents had it up literally. So my grandma passed away in 2016 and it was on their wall from that day that I delivered it in second grade until like the day she died. Wow. And it's like this, like, I love you. I love you to death, but this is fucking terrible. Get this off your wall. (laughs) But well, that was the that's the power see, of this, the, this of the art, art form. This like, is this is art is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, this is artwork <laughs> from my uh grandson Steve. We think he eats glue. <laughs> yeah, <no>. But <laughs> this is this, uh, did you ever dip the uh, macaroni in the glue though? No. Now we're on to it. No, you don't cross the streams, man. <laughs> the macaroni stays as dry as possible until it goes to its final <laughs> resting spot. 
These are amateur questions. Did you dude. did you ever eat the macaroni, the, the dry macaroni while you were? No, you never did. No, not even once. No, not a single time. Never a you single are a liar, time. sir. Never a single time. I I disagree with you. Did you ever think like what it would be interesting if like they gave you like a lasagna noodle or a <laughs> like a rotini to work with? I've I've worked with rotini. <laughs> I've worked with rotini. <laughs> Union, <laughs> union gig. You have to be. You have to qualify. Right. You got to put an X number of hours. It's an apprenticeship. God, I kind of want to go to get jumbo shells now. Like, I would have taken make like not only just like okay elementary school artwork, but taken make it even bigger. You okay. know. So like, I I wanted to be an architect, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, not like, just because George Costanza wanted to. Tell no, 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 no. I I always there. wanted to be an architect. That was like my dream. And so like in high school, I took a bunch of drafting classes. Yeah. Um, and that was literally so like obviously I spent a lot of time around pencils and colors, yes. like all this shit. So I noticed like whenever you're in college though, like in architecture school, and you're doing your projects, a lot of the mediums that they have you do are like exacto knives and cardboard mm-hmm. like it's just like cardboard renderings and stuff it's a very easy thing to work with now as i'm looking back on it almost 15 years since i was like in that like whole hard cool thing i know i'm not going to go back to college to become an architect but that doesn't stop me from <laughs> doing some avant-garde work at home <laughs> with poster boards and full-size pasta noodles now so i want to get like the jumbo shells and like lasagna things okay. and start making my own architecture <laughs> scale drawings of like city planner building <laughs> with like ro- like sheets of lasagna yeah. noodles yeah. and jumbo shells. Oh, this is Chicago. This is the bean. <laughs> this, is the <laughs> this is the you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I, I like where that's going. Um, I'm interested what uh, form you will use for the uh, skyscrapers and things. But uh, I mean, I mean, if you can make houses out of gingerbreads, there's nothing that says you can't make it. <laughs> no rule said dog can't play right, basketball. Right? Exactly. Um, I think too with the macaroni, or uh, I should say pasta, there were always appropriate noodles that or pasta that you could use, and then there were ones that served no purpose. Like you would never use angel hair, you would never use even traditional spaghetti. Street lights. No, is they're just gonna fall apart. They're just gonna disintegrate. They have the worst tensile strength of any of any of the pastas. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I. Uh, Flagpole, maybe. Patrick, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. That's my that's my project I'm working on. I don't think that there are any other really major uses. I mean, the macaroni. Salute and, major uses. Yes, uh, the macaroni was the, probably the most versatile. Rotini's got some got some use. Um, ZD could be used. That w- that would probably work. Noki never got used. Noki, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one to work with. That's a tough medium. Um, yeah, no, and no, no ravioli either. I don't think. Well, because yeah, I don't think. That Although ravioli feasibly could be. I mean, those are good solid walls that you could use for building up. But usually, the ravioli noodles, there weren't any that you'd have like. Right, it's soft, so you you've got to have a. Uh, and it's usually stuffed with some sort of cheese, so that like I can. Well, imagine. your wall is stuffed with insulation. Why can't your why can't you just be <laughs> issuing a similar replication? Sometimes of this? these sometimes these artworks hang up in people's homes for <laughs> over twenty years. Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with a fine ricotta aging over a long period of time, sir. In a humid, dank <laughs> bedroom, bathroom. Uh. <laughs> your wall is dripping oh that's steve's artwork we thought he ate paste thank god i didn't give that to my grandparents <laughs> just a paper plate full of ricotta cheese <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh any uh any other mediums that we haven't explored patrick i, I think we have at least explored. for today because this is like we said this is a this is master's level uh so there will be have to be other educational courses because i mean if you don't have these foundations down, there's no chance that we're even giving you safety scissors. Right, right, right. Or the yeah. scissors that cut in the little patterns and things like that. And sure as hell not getting an exacto knife. God, I've just opened my mind up so, to so many different <laughs> business ideas right now. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Well, why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find us on the internet? So one last one here. Oh, okay. So, you know how you look for apartments and stuff on okay. the websites and they do the floor plan designers? Yeah. You yeah. have a skin that, okay, if like you're used to seeing it in certain things, it's like, yeah, I just can't picture that. You have a macaroni layer where it just takes and replaces all the 3D <laughs> renderings with macaroni <laughs> renderings of it. Okay. You know, so you got your Rakoto walls and you got your, 
<laughs> prosciutto tiling. What are you going to do? How are you going to work tortellini in? Tortellini, tortellini. It's a clock or a toilet bowl. There you go. Perfect. Tortellini <laughs> toilets. So. <laughs> This is Eric Bedard and Heinz 57 really set us Lucy Goosey yes. on this thing. So, <laughs> All right, my man. Well, tell us where uh, we can be found on the internet. Yeah, you can find us on ohthispodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, any podcast provider of the major sources that you like, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Google's got a new one out, you said. Yeah, right? they have a podcast app Okay, now, I think so. we're automatically introducing that. Yeah, it's if, you, if we were in the, the library, so you're, you're yeah. there. Yeah, so it should be there. Um yeah, you can do that. You can find us individually at Twitter, P for R, Steve Hahn Baker. Yep. Um, and yeah, I can't think of much more. I, I really am curious to hear more people if they eat glue, um, if they're if willing they have to eaten glue, have eaten yeah. glue. Like we won't, or if share. they or if they currently do it, we don't <laughs> care about huffing glue. Yes, but we want to. Yeah, we, we, we haven't talked about model airplanes. Yeah. That's not the glue we <laughs> want to know if you eat. No, we're talking we're talking Safe. Elmer's uh, paste glue or glue sticks. Yes, yes. exactly. And as a former horse owner, I you know respect that industry very well. <laughs> hey, it's sustainable. Zero it's waste. Sustainable. <laughs> With that, I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>